www.staggeringstories.net, podcast series one, episode 25. Welcome to Staggering Stories Podcast 25. It's our silver anniversary. Happy! Well, birthday. Well, event. It's an event, right? Are you doing a tenant impersonation? Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I'm Adam. I'm fake Keith. I am the real Keith. Please state the nature of the medical emergency. Sorry, I'm Ian. Who let him in? I don't know. You've got to lock your door. Where is Crumbly? Now, we're not entirely sure. We think he's somewhere in Devon, but we've come up with a competition. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, you can't win anything, but what the heck. If you spot Crumbly, you have to go up to him and say, you are Crumbly and I claim my free kiss. Kiss? You get a kiss. That's the prize. Okay. Okay. And how would they recognise him? That's the ah, thing. Well, we can describe him. Well, there's a picture of him on the uh, Staggering ah, yeah. Stories yeah, site. Yeah. Laying on a jeep. At www.staggeringstories.net. So, news. News. Back in the seventies, life on Mars. The US version, I'm afraid. Oh yeah. dear. They're going back for a reshoot Why? for the pilot because Why? the execs didn't like it. Cole Meany, Chief O'Brien from yep. Star Trek, yep. is out as Gene Hunt. So we haven't got any news who's been cast as Gene Hunt anymore. Along with losing uh, Cole Meany, they've lost their showrunner, David E. Kelly. And they've got three people to replace him, which is never a good sign in Hollywood. Uh, never heard of him. Josh Applebaum, Andre Nemec, Scott Rosenberg. Nemec, uh, wasn't he in that, SG-1? That was Corin Nemec. Okay. Uh, yeah. The Nemec. setting has been moved from LA to New York City. Why? Because they get tax breaks for filming in okay. New York. <laughs> this is filming, not narrative. It's not he wakes up back in the past in another city. Well, he's now set in the city, but it, he will wake up in that city rather than having moved city. But the positive news, perhaps, Michael Imperioli. Imperioli. Thank you. Who's Chris from uh, oh, the Sopranos. Sopranos. Christopher Montesanti. He's now playing Ray Carling. With any good luck, he might write some of it as well because he wrote a couple of episodes of The Sopranos, which oh, were very good. good. In the real film pilot do we know how much input the original life on mars creators have in it now? not much the creators but i think they took the premise pretty much locked yeah. stock yeah. yeah but i think they're getting further away from it with this new one i don't hold up much hope personally I th- you oh, think I... it's going to be another red dwarf yeah it may not make it past this second pilot if it does it may not be that great i don't know okay pop mm. quiz yeah name three things british tv shows yeah yeah, yeah. that have transferred to the states and actually been any good adam oh. the office, the office. <laughs> yeah um there was original <laughs> Having one that I think lasted for about two seasons. Was it any good? I don't know. I didn't. I yeah. never saw any of it. On Scrubs, the characters on Scrubs are always talking about Stanford and Son, which was Steptoe and Son. Oh right. And oh, that okay. was Beryl Virtue, yeah. Steve Moffat's mother-in-law, who yeah. took that over. Oh. There. But talking of remake, US remakes, The Prisoner. Oh, okay. they're not going to kill the prisoner. Point are order. They? Yeah. Go on then. Not technically, completely, totally a US remake because it's oh, ITV yeah. and an American cable company. Oh really? So. So who have, who have they got? Playing uh, number six. Oh, Jim. No, that's what Jim Caviezel. Thank you. Jesus. I'm glad somebody can pronounce that. Formerly known as Christ in The Passion of the Christ. Right. And he was also in a jolly, entertaining version of The Count of Monte Cristo, where he went up against Mike from Neighbours. So who have they got playing number two? That would be Ian McKellen. Was that Gandalf. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf. 
So he's actually just going to sit there and do nothing. Well, that's the thing. Isn't number two meant to change every yeah, episode? Yeah, every episode yeah. was a new number two. Wasn't it Leo McKern more than once? Leo McKern was twice. more than once. Yes. He was in the middle of the run and the last couple of episodes. He was brought back. But well, for just... tradition's sake, they always changed number two. Oh, they'll, so ju- they'll just forget that then. Is Ian McKellen getting a taste for these things? I mean, he's been Gandalf, he's been Magneto. <laughs> he's been on yeah. Coronation Street, we'll forgive him that. Well, everyone has a down Didn't he point. Did Jack Norris as well? Yes, he did. Apparently, it isn't the same as your old prison because it's only going to be a six-hour job, a miniseries. There's a British writer, right? uh, Bill Gallagher, who wrote <laughs> Light Rise to Candleford. He's written episodes of Clocking Off. Um, <laughs> would you like the press release that came go with, on, with the go on. We know you want to. Go on. <clears throat> the reversioned, that's oh. not rebooted or reset, Business or the, the reversioned series will take the themes of socio-political commentary present in Patrick McGowan's original and use them to reflect 21st century concerns and anxieties such as liberty, security and surveillance. That, that well, is... surveillance, well, that Rover was... was all about surveillance. Well, and every it? statue had a camera. Yeah. Yeah. Surveillance is a big thing. But... And liberty, yeah. he was always trying to get free anyway. So well, uh, uh... They, they, have, they have also cast a love interest. Mm. It's not meant to have a love interest. I, there's it's a, an actress called Hayley Atwell. She's been in various things. She was with Billy Piper in The Ruby and the Smoke and The Shadow in the North. She was yeah. the sister of the boyfriend. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. gotcha. Um, she was also in Fear of Fanny, which just gives me an excuse to say <laughs> Fanny. Um, and she's in the upcoming reversion of Brideshead Revisited on right. TV. So. Revisited, revisited. I, don't, I just can't imagine the opening titles being the same. No, and uh, I have problems with the love interest because McGann's number two was always a self-centred egotistical bastard mm. you well know, that's how point he was he could never trust anybody else exactly. in the village he yeah. was on exactly. his own so why would he yeah. do the wild thing with someone <laughs> with a rover yeah is rover <laughs> going to be in it yes oh. it, it apparently will be a part of it we don't yeah. know it's how they get to, to be. it I mean it's an iconic image of the, yeah the well. same with the penny farthing it was an iconic image of the prisoner do you and think the yeah. gassing in the opening yeah, titles yeah, yeah. <laughs> the car so there. they're going to kill life on Mars and now they're going to kill the prisoner anything yeah. else they're going to kill there's uh, Terminator the Sarah Connor Chronicles but apparently uh, the producers are saying that uh, they're trying to make it more viewer friendly for the second season mm. what was wrong with the first season yeah. it was too heavy in its serialised nature it's too arc heavy for them there's going to be more standalone episodes which sounds like a, the kiss of death so is it going to be the same cast well certainly Sarah and John are the same plus the main Terminator Cromarty Dilla Hunt whatever his name is he's now a regular when he wasn't in the first season which suggests he's going to be in every episode pretty much I can't oh quite see how they can have a Terminator's a regular, a bad yeah. guy Terminator. I never quite understood in the story why they don't all look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, oh, um, this is a different version. Than well, they meant to be infiltrators. I think, yeah, yeah. they were infiltrators. You actually saw in the film in a flashback sequence an attack by another Terminator that wasn't Arnie. So you think the if film. the same man tried to infiltrate them 47 times a yeah. week, they might get suspicious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. fair enough. Any mm. chance that it's going to bear any relation to the currently in filming Terminator Four and Five well, and Christian Bale? Signed. Yeah, isn't I think it's actually due out in the cinema yeah, in a few I mean, months. Oh, is it? They, yeah. they, they have actually it's stated that, that the TV series is a different timeline to the film series, yeah. so they can ignore the crappy third film. They are ignoring the third <laughs> film entirely. Is this just all not a bit Highlander? Talking of Highlander, have you heard they're remaking the original Highlander? Ooh. Why do they do this? They're not doing a sequel, they're just remaking oh, the original. Oh, for God's sake, it's a bit soon. Heroes. 
Oh, yes. The film in season three, it's going to be better. No, <laughs> um, it may or may not be better. I have. It's come to my knowledge that uh, the BBC has picked up the lifetime rights to Heroes, so oh, okay. at least we can sit back knowing that even if it becomes pants and rubbish, we won't have to pay Sky to watch it. Yeah, oh. we've already paid for it. Do we think BBC One for Series 3, if they're paying that much for it? Do they have any American stuff on BBC One anymore? I don't know. The upcoming Torchwood Series 3 is going to be BBC One, so maybe that might blaze a trail. can't quite understand maybe. why they buy these big series. Pay lots of money for them. And they shove them on BBC Three, yeah. Much like Channel Four will do with decent things like West Wings and The Soprano. Good thing about Heroes uh, Series Three is we'll be getting it days after the US broadcast, not months. Oh, that's good. So uh, whether that means we'll be waiting if they have the sweeps or the pauses or whatever the bizarre things American TV does. Mm. I don't know if we'll then have a couple of gap Mm. weeks in our run or whether they'll start us a week late so that we don't have to. Like they used to do with Babylon Five because we got that before America. Yeah, saying towards the end of Series Two and Three, is it? We actually got them before America, yeah. yeah. I doubt it. No, They're normally so lucky. close to the wire, aren't they? But late September mm. for that. Right. So. Mm. Same with, uh, well, at least in America, same with uh, Sarah Connor. Anything else? Battlestar Galactica. Does anyone watch it? I don't, but I heard something about it. Well, as I say, I don't watch it when aired, but I'm trying to get the box sets. What is Caprica uh, in, in the story? It's a planet, right? Caprica was a uh, one of the colony worlds, the central planets that got nuked to pieces in the first episode. Did that make you sad or... <laughs> Well, you didn't actually get to see a lot going on on Caprica. Do you wish you had? <laughs> Why? Would you like Where is this You're yes, leading somewhere, aren't you? Yeah. Would you like a nostalgic, almost 1950s-style story with men in hats and ties and stylish suits, <laughs> said Remy Obishon, who's also written the pilot. Caprica is a sweeping, highly emotional relationship drama, a rich man, poor man set in the science fiction environment. So it's not a sci-fi, then? The <laughs> essence of the two-hour movie will not be pure science fiction, he says, though it will be on the sci-fi channel late 2008. Yeah, their sci-fi channel probably not ours yeah. which is still mm. showing reruns of yeah. really bad things and occasionally mm. this this seems to be someone who is very embarrassed to find himself writing for sci-fi but didn't he write yeah. Star Trek yeah okay uh, I think this is a different guy also um, Scuttles but of a TV movie about Battlestar says Grace Park who's starring in it you'd think oh, yeah. she'd know supposed mm. to start filming in August but mm. uh, whether that's true or whether she's just kind of Hoping. kicking the ball rolling because there's nothing else doing yeah, yeah. I, well, they're wrapping it up soon aren't they Battlestar Galactica it's coming to a close it is yeah. I think, they're, they're I think drawing four, all the storylines I think in. series 4 is in the can a bit of news regarding Torchwood apparently they've named the writers for the first five episodes or the only five episodes yes <laughs> can yes. we guess before go on, go on, go on, go on, writing go. episode one Russell T Davis well yeah I reckon Noel Clark, Stephen Moffat no, no. Um, Russell no. T Davis again no Christian <laughs> Noble um, no. James Moran yes episode uh, three James okay. Moran okay Keith Temple no, no. Kath Tragana. No. Oh, that's a shame. Um, Episodes 2, 4 and 5 are being written by John Fay. He wrote a conspiracy theory series called Mobile. He's done 2, 4 and 5. Russell's doing episode 1 and James Moran's doing episode 3. I've got one final bit of news. Go on then. Just a goodbye to Lug Radio, which is a a podcast I've been a fan of for five years. They're closing up the shop. You've Why? been very enthusiastic. They have. It's been quite a template for this podcast. Why is it ending? Because they feel as if they've, they've done five years, they don't want it to go out on a low, to go out on a high, and they're all just too damn busy. Fair enough. <laughs> it's their last one just come out, and then they've got Lug Radio Live this coming weekend, which is their final big shout. 
Bye, guys. Show. I did have one other piece of oh, yep. news. I read that Journey's End, the final episode of Series 4 Doctor yep. Who, yep. was the UK's most watched TV programme, 10.57 million viewers, and it's the first time in 45 years that Doctor Who has been the number one most watched programme of the week. Excellent. Wow. It's got in the top 10, 31 other times, 20 with David Tennant, once with Christopher Eccleston, that Rose once with Baker, once with Pertwee, and eight with Hartnell. But it's the first time it's it's ever topped the whole shebang. And, and considering how many channels there are out there now, Exactly. That's surprising. Yeah. Apparently, thought... got over fifty percent of the audience, wasn't it? I'm sorry, I don't have that information. Ah. <laughs> so, guess what we're going to talk about now? Bone kickers? No, not EastEnders. I thought we'd talk about Doctor Who. What? Oh, okay. Oh, right. <laughs> yes, what Doctor Who? It wasn't on this Saturday. No, no Doctor no. Who. Gone, finished. So let's look back at season four. Four. So year 45, what did we think? Who wants to start? Overly, I think it was a more even season. I don't think you got any big clunkers in there. The poor stories, or what I would classify as the poor stories, even they had something to offer, like Midnight and The Doctor's Daughter. They had elements in there that was interesting, that made you think. You thought Midnight and The Doctor's Daughter were poor episodes? I didn't like Midnight. I liked the premise and Mm -hmm. liked the idea, but I found that uh, I didn't like The Doctor as a victim. But you listed Midnight and the Doctor's Daughter and you didn't mention The Fires of Pompeii as a bad episode. The fires of I'm Pompeii. sure you meant to mention no, the, the Fires, fires of, of Pompeii. Pompeii <laughs> okay, does, anyone, does anyone else think The Fires of Pompeii was a good episode? Yes. Oh, I'm going home. Not good, I wouldn't say, but not bad. Yeah, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a clunker. That's my point. How can you talk about The Fires of Pompeii and, and not mention TARDIS translation circuits translating Latin into Welsh? Uh, yeah. The entire episode was hilarious. Doctor... She is returning. What I really love about that episode was the fact that the companion called the Doctor on his actions. Has that happened since Dalek? Since Rose I, 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 said, no, you're not the no, one putting the gun no. in Because Martha, lovely girl, bit of a wet weekend. Completely. <laughs> all she ever really did was sit and have a strop. Tell me about Gallifrey or I'm not yeah, going anywhere. Don't talk about Rose. I would have really. got back in the tub and said, you can stay on New Earth, make a friend with the cat person, I'm off. No yeah. disrespect mm. to, to, to Freeman Adjaman, I still can't pronounce that name. Martha was wide-eyed puppy dog. Yes. Yeah. To a certain extent. Yeah. Besotted with the older yeah, man. Yeah, whereas Catherine Tate, Donna, was more Donna of a calls t- him on everything. Yeah, <laughs> if he d- don't do what I want, I'll give you a slap. Yeah. I think the last person to really do that was Tegan. Oh, definitely Tegan. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Lose a rag with him. Well, in the old series, there was never such ambiguity about the Doctor, really. Nobody really called him on the fact that there's this dark side to him so much. Maybe towards Sylvester's time. So they tried time. to work it in until Sylvester's time, but yeah. then... He was always the, the goody two-shoes. Yeah. Yeah. There was never the idea of the consequences. Back to the point, what was wrong? The special Private. effects were amazing. Yep. I think what initially put me off was the bloody awful Cockney accent from mm. What's-His-Face. Phil Cornwell. Thank Cornwell, you. Yeah. Reminded me too much of the um, Roman uh, Italian soldiers in Master Mandra- Mandragora, which <laughs> I couldn't watch for weeks after first hearing that because it just, in my head, I'm cringing. But wasn't that a sort of knowing reference to what Pompeii? Uh, uh, what, in um, Fires of Pompeii? Yeah. I hope not because I really oh it set me off on the wrong track straight I, away I think they're on the horns of a dilemma there you're meant to be showing some form of working class citizen yeah. yeah so what would you have rather had a cod hog 
Cockney accent, which can mm. be explained away by the translation circus of the TARDIS, or a cod hoc Italian accent. No, I'd have just, just liked a, like the normal home counties accent. Which would be just as bad because it's wrong. <laughs> no, it wouldn't jar though. His, hey, yeah, his... you want to buy it from my stall? Yeah, that's exactly, even worse. Exactly. But his, his whole performance jarred, but I think it was also because he was there just because he was a name. Probably doesn't help we all know him from Dead yeah, Ringers. Dead Ringers. No, yeah. I didn't know him. That's just oh, I really? didn't recognise him. It, I just, oh no, it just okay. jarred completely. And right. I, I think most. Most of the acting through all of it just jarred. Wasn't overly impressed by any of it, except for the little fiery creature down in the pit that was roaring. He did very well. Good acting there, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. very good roaring yeah. acting. I think it was a, a smoother season. I didn't have such a bigger clunkers as... Uh, Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. Oh, okay. Daleks in Ev- Manhattan. Yeah, Evolution of the Daleks, Daleks in mm. Manhattan. On the flip side of that, you didn't have so many spectacular episodes such as Blink, uh, Human Nature, Family of Blood, which mm. I think was a loss. Why thing. didn't you like The Doctor's Daughter? <laughs> no, no. Well, not to like it, I do please. I'm not saying... I didn't like The Doctor's Daughter. I think it was a below-par average episode. That's what I mean. It wasn't it a wasn't spectacular a, yeah. one. It wasn't a clunker. It was. It had like, King Arthur in it. Can I just drop in high praise for the TARDIS actually arriving somewhere where it's not exactly meant to be quite yet? Because I don't recall that happening much except in Mark Gattis scripts. What do you mean? Well, yeah, the you Doctor mean? seems to have high control of his time vehicle these days. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. the whole you know, I don't know, it's a predestination was... paradox or the other one, the yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, orthological paradox... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I looked them up. I still didn't understand. <laughs> but the TARDIS arrives Where wrong too early yeah. because uh, otherwise it couldn't have progenated yeah. Jenny. And then the TARDIS arrived there because enough. it sensed Jenny, and Jenny was only there because the TARDIS arrived. Well, it was the hand, wasn't yeah. it? The bubbling yeah. hand. But uh, I mean, for <laughs> full power for a something timey in a time travel show, that's great. Mm, yeah. yeah. But, but also, I, d- I like it when the TARDIS doesn't pitch up on time. Like, oh, actually, Father Pompey was meant to be arriving in Rome and yeah. got to Pompey. There's another. Yeah. yeah. Through in that. Yeah. But I like it when that happens i like the doctor not getting it right i mean it's it's the same for the tooth and claw they were meant to be going to any enduri concert and they ended up in victorian scotland back in the the days of of hartnell and co he had no control whatsoever then he seemed to to gain total mastery i like it when Mm. i like it when things go wrong it's it's a case of tardis dumping him where he's needed not necessarily where he wants to go maybe it depends on the writer if they're an old school who fan maybe they write it differently any other clunkers about the Doctor's Daughter in particular, or... The season as a general, any oh, episodes? Maybe, maybe general I was just going to mention the fact that Time Lord DNA seems to include eyeliner. I don't know why. <laughs> You're <laughs> and, all perverted little boys. <laughs> could I... Could I just point out that one of the probably most fantastic donorism in the entire series is when the doctor says you can't extrapolate a relationship from a biological accident. She says the child support agency can. I, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic and just so. I mean, I know uh, she's a comic actress, but just it was so the well delivery. delivered. Yeah, the, uh, the half were a bit rubbish. Dull. Yeah. Do, do you think the half would have done better if they'd been paired with Donna and Martha and the Doctor and Jenny had been? Yeah. Because I can kind of see Donna bullying a half into wandering across. The, the top yes. of the ravaged planet and accidentally falling in quicksand. Martha seemed to lose all her highly trained unit abilities and kind of be a, yeah. a I know, dare I say it, companion. Yeah. <laughs> it was meant to be a character building exercise for Martha, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Pairing that thing off with Donna would have probably given yeah. a much more interesting scene. Well, Martha all season had nothing much to do. No, well, she was just there journey. for the sake I of mean, it. I mean, she's 
a very, very quick promotion in unit. Is she sleeping with Kofi Annan I or something? I think she must be. <laughs> because she goes from medical student... To qualified doctor. Qualified doctor. Like that. In charge of what seems to be quite a large operation. I mean, it seemed to be her first go. Yeah. And then she's suddenly she's head of unit... Project med- Indigo. I mean, yeah. she's still so naive that she'll follow two obviously brain-dead and catatonic runs into the yeah. basement <laughs> where all the lights trip off. But yeah, and then suddenly she's she's entrusted with the future of the world and is obviously yeah. not going to go through with it because her lip's wobbling too much. Oh, that was a clue. I missed By the that. way, the guy, you know, in the, the Osterhagen room and you have the guy from... Oh, the one who wouldn't give his name? Yeah. Yeah. Why was he worried? It's not like there were going to be any I was going to say the world would blow up. Yeah. Well, no, it's a case of you going up there, you're pearly gates. Oh, it's you right down. I'm thinking St. Peter would know. Okay, so no more real clunkers. No. The one that you wouldn't sit down and watch again. I don't know if I'd sit and watch the Sontaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky again and again in the way I might watch the others. And, and Partners in Crime is great and fun. Yeah. It's fairly disposable. It's probably more of a Sarah Jane adventure story. There's nothing wrong with that. It's lovely, it's great, but it's not... It's rather typical of the first episode of a new season, though, yeah. isn't it? It's all quite light to, to bring the people back, the yeah. viewers back, and to induce a companion or reintroduce a companion. Well, that is what I'm saying. There is none really in here which I'd have classed as clunkers. No. They're all immediately watchable mm. there are some I like more than others bits of some I didn't I disliked intensely really? but I would still watch the episode again one episode that looking on a lot of the forums always gets a hard time is the unicorn and the wasp which I loved yeah, I really enjoyed that one. I uh, thought it was. Call- I thought it was a very, a very classic Who romp. It was, yeah. you know, a Who done it, which is always good. <laughs> Historical figure. Let's pretend we know what she would have been like, and a little <laughs> bit of a twist and a mystery at the end. And it's, I just Unic- loved it. Unicorn yeah. and Wasp. I found grew on me when I first watched it for the first time. I thought, I'm not sure about this one. Not sure about mm-hmm. this. I have to watch it again. But the more I've watched it, like the Shakespeare Code of the year before, I didn't yeah. initially like it on its first run, mm. but. It Grew on me. That's the thing, the wasp, the effect of the wasp, it's it was harking back to the old wobbly scenery thing. You knew it was a bit dodgily done, but you still enjoyed it. Didn't look too bad, it didn't quite buy the science of it. Yeah. But yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well let's examine Can I point anyone. you to last week's dodgy science <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, plenty of that. I want to know how Felicity Kendall has managed not to be in a Doctor Who episode before. <laughs> I was gonna say she's it's been true. around since the year dot. She's done everything, and this is the first time she's been in Doctor Who. Surely at some point she must have been in line for being a companion. You would have thought you think she'd be hopefully in those natural. dungarees from the good <laughs> no we're back to your private little fetishes fetishes I'm, work- I'm working these false teeth in for a horse talking of which I don't think the end of the unicorn and the wasp was handled very well you know just oh, throwing okay. it into the lake I'm not oh right yes well they had to get them to the lake <laughs> to yeah, explain I, the yeah, real life I, I can yeah. understand they had to get them to somewhere and wrap it all up but I'm just not too cautious shall we say with just mm. throwing it in the water I do like it when Doctor Who goes and finds a piece of mystery from history and fill in the gaps. I mean, I didn't do it perfectly, I think, because she was missing for 10 days or something, but it's nice when a writer finds something and yeah. says, well, okay, the reason that happened and you can't find anything out about it on Wikipedia is and no one knows, is because the Doctor was involved. Well, it's the same with the Shakespeare's Code, Love's Labours won yeah. or Lost well, well, won, or right. the yeah. missing Shakespeare play. You know, it's just a legend that's always been out there and That'd what the be- hell, let's... Incidentally, there is an Agatha Christie book called The Man in a Brown Suit, where our heroine is given certain clues or given a mystery by a man in a brown suit calling himself a doctor. Really? really? Uh, is that the one yeah. with the wasp on the front? No, that's no, not no. the one with the wasp uh, on the front. That's cloud, isn't it? Oh, it's uh, called The Man in a Brown Suit. Also, and I assume it was done in one of Russell T's little jokes, but they released the initials to Doctor Magazine before they released the story told. So you oh, had yeah. okay. T-U-A-T-W, and everyone immediately assumed it was 
was the Agatha Christie story, The Umpire at the Wicket. Ah. <laughs> ah. It should have been more than a Peter Davison. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe they thought she'd be back. <laughs> why it would have mattered that the story title came out. I mean, I must admit, I was sitting to the thing and saying, okay, I get the wasp, where's the unicorn? Yeah. So that did work. Yeah. And she was an interesting character that kind of didn't seem to go anywhere, other than that she was posh, then she was a cockney, then she kind of buggered off. I think mm. it was a case of a red herring, you know, who done it, who's the mystery. She was acting suspicious, so she needed a reason to be there. I'm surprised there's not grand clamour for her to be a companion like, dare I say, Sally Sparrow. Oh, you mentioned the S word. It's all right, we can move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's quite the same calibre as Sally no, Sparrow. Same, no. same rounded character, I don't think. <laughs> to be fair, she didn't have most of an entire episode to herself. No, that's to true. show her acting prowess off. That's, that's what you call terrible cockney accent. And yeah, that didn't help her case at all. Yeah. Now, if the terrible accent had been the thing she was acting, and then she turned out to be posh, yeah. it would have been better. Yeah. That, 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 that yeah. A bit like Biddy Piper. I've tried to speak like that oh, yeah, yeah. to make the S's esh and you end up dribbling. I don't know how she does it. Sontar and Stratagem. Yeah. Apart from having a fantastic title, you said you wouldn't make an effort to sit I must down admit, and watch it. I wasn't desperately impressed with Unit. Perhaps they haven't been busy, but they <laughs> yeah. don't seem to have moved on a lot. Colonel, who, Captain, what? Who cares? Neither of them. I mean, the, the Captain, why she was even credited with a, she a didn't, rank. She no, didn't she was another character. She got a she, kiss. She, okay, she kissed her boss, so she'll be drummed out the service. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. Neither of them seemed to do very much. I mean, I know we had the big standoff with Al Murray, the pub handled Santor, Santor, and at the end. Yeah. But the kid, Luke Rattigan, I know he was meant to be annoying, oh. but I mean, was he the most annoying kid on Doctor Who since what? Since Adam? Since the twins from Twin Dilemma? Twins Dilemma. Since yeah. Adric? No, since oh, Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Oh, Wiz Kid. Oh. oh, yes, I'd forgotten <laughs> Adrian that. Mole. I must say, one good thing I really enjoyed the end of The Poison Sky. Yeah. Cliffhanger ending. Reminded me of Frontios falling down the time corridor. And the doctor turns into someone who abducts people. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> I don't think it was the doctor that abducted it. was more the TARDIS. Yeah. Well, you want to watch carefully because I'm sure he clicked his hands around <laughs> his back. Yeah. But no, Luke took me most of that episode to work out if he was an American, if he was Welsh. His accent seemed to be all over the place. Pakistani. Just... The Santans themselves, what did we think? Oh, I loved them. Shall we have yeah. a quick chant of Santar Ha? Santar Ha! <laughs> All right. No, I loved them. I really do. I've always liked Sontaran. They were billed as being Link Star Sontaran. To my mind, they were still a step down from the two doctors, Styr mm. and, and Vore. They were still very much comedy Sontarans. Yeah, yeah and yeah. Um, I didn't get why they were dressed in blue. It made them look kind of sweet. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the costumes were. That wasn't great. that indigo. But um, again, there was another brilliant line from Donna when she's trapped up on the ship, and it's genuinely frightening that she's trapped up there and he's telling her what to do via the phone and she whacks the Sontaran on the probic vent Mm -hmm. as you do and what's it she said back Back of the the neck neck. and again it's excellent delivery that is again to I'm not sure if that's how it was written or how it was played or how she played it but Catherine Tate you hardly ever see any companion afraid no really Mm. do you Mm. they scream they get nervous and so oh the the doctor's gonna rescue me yeah that's the first time you've actually seen one afraid afraid to leave the TARDIS yeah yeah. Which is how it should be. Oh, yeah, most Dodge definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Safe in there. <laughs> I must say, I was a bit disturbed by the cliffhanger because you can't choke Bernard Cribbins <laughs> in a car. No, yeah. that I was mean, just wrong. He's the voice of the Wombles. He's a national yeah. treasure. You can't do oh. that. <laughs> I was on Tentox all week. But. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a fine episode. It's, it's, let's face it, a, a poor episode of Doctor Who is a cut above most things on telly anyway. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. But it's just not something I'd particularly rush back to. Yeah. And if that was Unit's great resurgence, I mean, it it's, was fine mm. and the battle was fun and the Valiant was nice. 
nice and but they don't uh, so they can't march they can't shoot straight same as ever then well yes, yes. It's, they've they, made they've no gone progress to the since the school of yeah, uh, yeah since the 70s expertise. or 80s but it's only right it's a shame there's no standout unit character mm. Martha potentially aside yeah. someone like they're the just Brigadier, completely faceless yeah. well yeah. I, I thought the guy in um, in the Stolen Earth Dempsey from Dempsey Mate General Sanchez I thought he had potential he had potential but he think he's sort of now a small part of freeze dried died heroically the impression I got is that units have been wiped out entirely. I don't know if that's true. We'll well, see. They're, if they've not been wiped out entirely, they've taken substantial hits. I think Sontaran's Stratched and Poison Sky, the, I, I enjoyed it and I would watch it again, but the sudden conversion of Luke mm. onto the light side mm. at the end yeah. went from this spoilt little brat who's only out for himself to suddenly sacrificing himself for the world. It just seemed very Didn't out of character. True. He'll only do something heroic if he's going to be able to read about it afterwards. So. He's a genius, you see. I think definitely. Hello, sweetie. Silence in the library and Forest of the Dead. Well, what can you say? Scooby-Doo monster. Oh, yeah. I just thought that was fantastic, so frankly. Did I. I lo- the only My only complaint is I now spend Stephen Moffat episode actually talking to myself out loud, trying to work out what's going on, to the point that I actually then miss bits. Because I'm like, OK, so then she must be the computer core, so, but who's he? That's quite worrying. You can rewind it. <laughs> this, is, this is something I've got to do for the podcast now, is to actually sit there and analyse the... Pro- I can't do that. I sit there and watch it and go, ooh, ee, ah, monster. That's what I do first and then yeah, I rewatch I, I it. Even, I even do that during a casualty or whatever, you know, ooh, ooh ah, ee, ee, ah, monster. monster. Yeah, it's quite In casualty. Uh, yeah. Half the cast probably. So moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's something you've got to analyse, you know, I'm not necessarily sure I want to do that because I want to enjoy the thing. Again, Stephen Moffat, uh, mm. oh, sorry, the vast toffee MN. Again, he's taken over, so what does this bold for the future? I could be get jumping ahead of myself here, but he has the reputation of being the fear monster i.e. Uh, the gas mask mummies, the statues, the thing hiding under your bed. I have to ask, is that who he is or is he trying to write himself into the corner for those episodes because that is what's expected of him? I think that's just him actually because when you hear interviews he talks about his inspiration is kind of playground stuff and mm. he's thinking about what the kids are going to be doing the next morning and what's, what stuff they can mimic and... So, but he can't do that for 13 you know, yeah, he can't so have I, that for 13 episodes there's got to be no, like I'm shaving. harking back to coupling press gang I mean was there monsters and things jumping out you at you in that I haven't watched them, so I couldn't say. But there's no, there's no monsters in coupling. There's a lot of messing around with time and things told from different perspectives. Mm. And there's an episode where the in- entire thing is backwards in acts, mm. which oh, is brilliant. fantastic. But uh, I, I have no fears that the future is bright, <laughs> possibly orange. No, um, they said it somewhere. Uh, I think it may have been him that said the episode was about nostalgia for the future. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and o- only in Doctor Who can you have an episode nostalgia about being nostalgic for things yeah. which haven't happened yet. So yeah. no, no disrespect, and I think he's a wonderful guy, a wonderful writer, but it's slightly conceited. Thing, I'm in charge. Things can only get better. So, do you think we're going to see River Song again? No. Or do you think, if not on screen, are we going to see her in books? No, no. 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 Uh, maybe. books. Probably. I think yeah. books. I, I'm not expecting to see her on. Screen. No, I can't see them getting her back. She's too She's high too well, caliber. Yeah, too well I don't know. Just, but... I'd like to see her back. Oh, I'd like to, but I'm not expecting it. It'd be perfect time during the uh, the specials, yeah. but she's a Moffat character, not a Russell yeah. T character. Yeah. Yeah. Where can that character go? Well, only backwards. Where, where's, <laughs> where, where's the value? Where's the value in meeting her? We already we mm. already know that he has. I mean, yeah, you can have adventures with her, but it's all you're always going to be. She would have you're to you're be play incidental. The other foot of the whole story we've just seen. Yeah. Well, uh, not necessarily. I mean, we've been given this mythology around her and the chance to see what the actual connection is 
between them. But the whole thing is going to be overshadowed by the kind of sad look in the Doctor's eye wherever she walks out of the console room. Yes, that's the whole point. But isn't he tortured enough, this lonely god? To, Never. Does, no. Does, does, he really, <laughs> does he really need the dead girlfriend for a season? Yeah, Drama is not? either comedy or tragedy. You can't have both. I've got to say, Colin Salmon as uh, the Doctor Moon. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Beautiful, quiet, understated performance. Oh, definitely. And you don't know whether he's good, you don't know whether... Because he's the psychologist, he's there, and yeah. as soon as the parents out the room all your nightmares are real (laughs) and from that moment you're like oh my what's all this about I mean have you heard the Blake 7 audios I haven't he he... played Avon okay I was going to say and the voice is different but you can certainly hear Avon in the inflections and the temperament shall we say so he's very good in that something in in the gut instinct says he'd probably make a very good doctor if he Mm. ever got the chance Mm. but a million actors would so what about Tate what do we think was there a grand master plan always to have her after Runaway Bride I think it was a case of initially for Runaway Bride it was a piece of stunt casting she enjoyed herself immensely they enjoyed having her on and so I think they come to a mutual understanding or Mm. a mutual request she she said in various places that filming that final scene at the end of the Runaway Bride after each set she's thinking no I don't want I want to get in I want to go (laughs) (laughs) brave brave choice though because a lot of people really hated the character the the amount of vitriol that was on the forums mm. it was, was you know, it, staggering yeah. was it worse than the than the, the backlash against Christopher Eccleston three days after Rose had aired or, uh, or <laughs> Billy Piper before they'd even filmed a scene yeah. Yeah. Or, maybe although people had at least seen her and judged her on what they saw by this time and actually I didn't like the character As I didn't not saying I didn't like the character I understood the character initially it is the wedding this is going to be the most important day of your life if you get it right and it's being screwed up by this skinny little monkey boy <laughs> you know you're gonna be pissed yeah I don't know the whole attitude of the character I don't know I just hated her I, don't, I think it's a typical product of Chav London that's certain, probably why I hated her certain, well exactly the X Factor watching heat mm. reading Pringle you Pringle. taste the Pringles right it's one of the lines Lance the biggest thing in her life is the latest, oh, latest Pringles. Pringles oh okay yeah but she <laughs> gradually improved as the season went on well, which Rapidly, really, yeah, right at the beginning. Which was a deliberate, I mean, know, a deliberate ploy. The Parks and Crime Pool, you could see it's the same character, but it was more mellowed. I think yeah. the greatest turning point, or the, certainly the first turning point for her character, was the Pompeii one. Oh, yeah, the end. She realised... Pleading yeah. with him just to at least save someone. I, I love the fact that she's got the whole... Most other companions would just follow the Doctor's lead, and she's saying, we've got to like have a meeting, get everyone together, tell yeah. them. And then yeah. towards the end, she's saying, no, don't run to the beast. She tries to grab yeah, that it, kid, it, and the mother's like, get off my child. Yeah, it was a case of run to the hills, <laughs> save yourself. No, the hills are where it's come from. Run to the beach. No, the beach is where you die. Well, from the middle of Partners in Crime, when he was doing his flash she's showing off thing with the two sonic oh, drivers yeah, the slap and yeah. she's like right you've had your moment now stop it we've got to run <laughs> and no other companion would have done that to him I enjoyed Partners in Crime I yeah. so did I fought enough to watch it again um, it very recently the, the mime sequence when they finally yeah. get back together the, did was you, just hilarious was did good. you see the confidential where they showed you what was scripted how the hell yeah, she they, managed to mime what was they scripted were just, <laughs> oh, this is the script mime it 
Partners in Crime is not the best, but it's a hidden gem. There are moments in there yeah. that are glorious. And that was brilliant. You just knew the camera was going to pull out and they were going to be watched. <laughs> yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah. it was still brilliant. Can I just say how much I enjoyed Wilf's little dance at the end oh, as they wave from the top? I, yeah. I loved That's him. really, you know, go on, get up I, there. It's a shame that it's finished because I'm going <laughs> to miss Wilf. I'm going to miss him yeah. truly. How yeah. earth-shattering did you find the girl by the bin, the rose moment? I wouldn't say earth-shattering, but I remember sitting there so I recognised the back of that head. Yeah, I, I knew too. she was going to be in it, but I didn't realise she'd be in it so soon. So uh, it's a case of, I know that head. I, I know that head. I was in a pub so. with God knows how many other hundred fans. And <laughs> there, were, there were drinks dropped. And really? one thing was, it wasn't in the, the, the print that had gone out. So the, re- the previous. Being yeah. the, the group of people it was, organised by Jeremy Bentham, there were reviewers and, yeah. you know, SFX and TV Zone and all the rest of it. And they'd all seen it, so they were kind of half watching it. But And then everyone shut up. Know, it was yeah. fantastic. I know certainly number one construct suddenly sat up and... Oh, took severe notice. Yeah. yeah. No, I wasn't overly surprised by it because they'd spoilt the fact that she was going to be in it. So I think I was looking out for her. Yeah. Can I just say, since when did a BBC One TV show have cinema trailers? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. I mean, I know there was a bit of a faff over it, but how much money they'd spent. But yeah. But, really? Yeah, because mm. they spent thousands on it, you know. But how big has the show got now? I mean, it, it's it's tabloid. Every every casting move is, yeah. I mean, from what I understand, Sun and Mirror journalists trawl outpost Gallifrey looking for hints of anything yeah, that could do. be news. <laughs> yeah. Hence how you get revelations like Harriet Jones will be inside the Red Dalek, which they still haven't taken off their website. You'd think they... <laughs> they okay, it's the Sun newspaper, they're not going to print a retraction, but you think they might drop that page out yeah. of the archive. Now, oh, we haven't talked about Planet of the Ood. How have we not oh, talked about Planet of the Ood? Planet of the Ood. What a fantastic yeah. piece, that, of, that was... piece of episodic. The Ood are always brilliant. The brain, <laughs> the brain reminded me too much of an episode of Futurama. The trouble, I think, with the brain is it was obviously a human brain yes and it had to be recognisable as a brain for Joe Bloggs do you think it should have been a brain with spaghetti coming out of it, it just to make it look slightly less yeah, brainish you could have done Maybe. could have done but it needed to recognisably be a brain or you could think like Pinky and the Brain and you could have had an ood with a really really big <laughs> head <laughs> Maybe that's what was underneath you didn't actually see yeah. underneath oh my god, god. <laughs> of course yeah. we had the first clue as to what was going to happen in the final episode with Dr. Dr. Donna, Dr. Donna mm. which yeah. is you know you, you thought nothing of it when you saw it you thought it was just the Ood's way of talking mixing the words up getting the uh, two people muddled up therefore you've got the Dr. Donna yeah. just didn't see it as a clue but when they said your song will end soon that was a bit more of a hint yeah but all the way yeah. through the series they were hammering home that it was going to end less than well for Donna you mm-hmm. know? and another thing that plot point was slightly blurred with the introduction of River Song your yes. song will end soon River Song dying so that yeah. was that yeah. I suppose so. I actually never thought of that. But obviously she knew that something had come of Donna. Oh, yes. So that was another hint yes, of something that was, was another. bad yeah. was coming for her. I quite like the sort of element of social commentary in, in Planet of the Ood. It's something Doctor Who has done with a slavery thing. Oh, yeah. And then the, the jive about where did your clothes come from. I think mm. Sidney mm. Newman would have approved. Yeah. They did the same with Partners in Crime. Which oh. The social commentary on the uh, all the slimmy and yeah. anti-fat yeah. stuff is, is always... Had the Doctor not have got involved, yeah. wouldn't a lot of people have got slimmer and they'd have gone and home? not an awful lot would have happened, no. yeah. 
would they have gone to? Because I have to point turn left to you. Turn how left, many yeah. millions of Americans suddenly dissolved? Could that not have been because somebody, you know, messing around. or whatever, had got involved? Oh, Donna threw the emotional ringer in the planet of the Ood. You had uh, Rose and Martha, who's been shown the majesty of the galaxy, the glory of everything, and uh, Donna has just got, for want of a better word, the shit. You know, yeah. <laughs> the crap of the galaxy, how terrible it is, and yeah. all the, the travesty that humanity can do. I don't know, I think... She got a holiday uh, out of it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Rose and Martha saw just as much of the bad side, but Donna seemed to be more empathic towards it. Mm, Rose maybe. and Martha seemed to be of the opinion, oh, the doctor's there, it's all going to be all right, whereas Donna just sees him as a skinny boy in a suit. Was there, dare I say, some of the human doctor echoing back through the timeline? I certainly got mm. the impression that it was echoing back through the timeline on, on the last two episodes, the last three episodes. That mirrors the from uh, the Pompeii episode as well, doesn't it, with time echoing back through... Yeah. A, the rift, the, the rift detonation. Mm. There was some amazing line of techno babble about uh, echoing back through the Pyrovillian alternative. Is it the same Doctor it was back in Series 1? Looking back at like Rose, it seems like a completely different programme. I usually like things that have an arc running through them, but this series I felt there was too much of a sledgehammer arc. The whole what's going to happen to Donna, the fact that the hand is always in shot and let's just draw a big circle round it. Yeah. So many words crammed in all over the place that I had to explain in the last couple of episodes. Bad Wolf was simple. Torchwood. Yeah, Torchwood was simple. Well, Torchwood just got damned annoying, Frank. It did get annoying. Well, with, yeah. You know, shoved into, you know, hello, mate, how are things going Torchwood? And yeah, that completely was a bit... random, but Bad Wolf <laughs> was done a lot better. But now th- this one, I felt it was far too packed when it came to information that you were meant to keep up with throughout the whole Well, I think series. Russell, yeah, Russell T is obviously caught on the idea of a phrase or an idea. He thought, this is my final year. Let's, Let's throw in several in and yeah. see what I can do with it. The planets would have been enough. The fact that these planets are lost or missing. Yeah. The wording was so careful it's not this planet has been destroyed it's lost it's missing and that would have been enough all the way through yeah instead we have Medusa Cascade the bees yeah the shadow proclamation proclamation, yeah I have to agree it was was quite a bit and again it was his last season so we had to cram everything in but what I also have to think I, I need to point out is most of the shows that do arc stories are American and they run 22 mm. episodes. Yeah. Mm. While Who only has 13, so it's only got a limited amount. It's got to tr- yeah. keep trying to cram it down your throat to point it out to you. One thing I think we could have done without was the whole what's going to happen to Donna arc, because I think it would have been a lot more effective if they'd just cut all that out and then just hit us with it at the ends mm. of the series. I have a theory that the the Donna thing was, is, a, is a reaction to what was probably predicted to be, you know, a big fan reaction against the casting. People mm. thinking, oh God, what's Catherine Tate doing? If you, if you build this mystery into her character and you have this investment in her that builds and builds and builds, maybe that sort of helps to off-put the shock of her not being a Rose or a Martha or a... But the people who cast her must have known how good she was mm. and they must have known that it wouldn't take long for the fans to see how good she was. So I still don't think they needed to do that. She stood on her own two feet all the way through the series without everyone saying there's something on your back. Oh. Perhaps River Song looking at her sadly because she would have heard about her, would have read about her, met the Doctor. But the whole there's something on your back thing, I didn't see it was necessary. Do you think casual viewers... Do you think it works for casual viewers, though? Because they probably don't see every episode, but they're likely to be there at the finale. So if they see, say, three or four episodes through the run, 
they still pick up the hint that something not pleasant's going to happen to her, and they've got yeah. that investment going into the finale. I suppose so, yeah, but they might just might not understand. You know, you come in for an odd episode, and they're going on about something being on her back, and you'll think, what the hell, what are they, what they on about? It might just confuse the casual viewer. Whereas if they spend any time watching Catherine Tate, especially the emotional scenes, they would realise how good she is and have stuck with it for that reason and the end would have been just so much more shocking half of the thing is the journey you know where it's going to end bad you know where it's mm. ending up it's how does it happen how do they get there if they've got nobody's got any idea it's going to end badly then it's just a bolt out of the blue no anticipation no expectation no yeah, build up actually from my point I got a bad feeling for Donna before there's something in your back got driven home too hard so I think that was in the general sense of the writing yeah, that's what what was necessarily happening to her. I think it also everybody assumed that she'd only do one season anyway. Yeah, yeah. Given yeah. this Catherine Tate, so maybe the fact that they were hinting she's going to be killed off or whatever just at the end of the season, the viewers in. if just so people didn't think, oh, well, I know it's going to ha- you know yeah. end anyway. So it's the morbid curiosity viewers. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Either way, she did a cracking job. Oh yeah, definitely. And on that point, I'd like to uh, stand out things or stand out people from the season. Wilf. Yeah, Wilf, definitely, <laughs> definitely. I think uh, Tennant, again, did another towering performance. Mm. Sorry, I love Tennant. He's yeah. A, he's, he is, he's an actor. You like him. <laughs> he's very fond of you, too. You've oh. been looking. Oh, yeah. He loves us all, Will. He's family's brethren. Who's going to singing K-I-S-S-I-N-G? <laughs> I wasn't going to. Yeah, I hope he gives Tom, uh, Tom Baker a run for his money. I hope I, he stays in for a long time yet. Yeah, um, I can't see it, but yeah. I think he's a gold as an actor, having listened to the, the audios. He is a very much a proper actor. Yeah, he's a character actor rather than a personality actor. But yeah, back to Wilf. Oh, God, oh. Wilf. Again. Every scene he's in, yeah. he steals. He dominates, <laughs> yeah. He's what everyone's granddad should be, should be like. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one-liners, like, um, green alien swine, get inside love it's they always want the women <laughs> yeah <laughs> she it's, won't let me have a web camera because they're naughty <laughs> it's a shame the doctor didn't at the end didn't say i can't trust you not to say anything yeah. you've got to come, come with me, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would have been great will for ball the tardis i'd have paid money oh. to see that yeah he wouldn't necessarily have to, you know, if he didn't fancy it, he could just have a rest in a chair at the back yeah, while yeah, went out and did be, something. He'll be up in the library reading a couple of books. <laughs> yeah. It's good because he had the funny stuff and he also had the emotional stuff. Yeah. And it, that was when, believable uh, as well. When uh, stratagem, when Donna went home and he's, yeah. he's there taking out the rubbish, again, it's the look on his face. Yeah. He's mm. got such an expressive face. The last episode. Yeah, the final um, scene. Yeah, the yeah. final scene. He looked like a 90 year old man I know he's an old bloke anyway but he looks so old and then he straightens up straightens up and salutes and I'm sort of like oh my god <laughs> yeah very good stuff very very lucky for them to get him oh god yeah, yeah. yeah. very unfortunate circumstances him getting the oh, role yeah yes, that, I can't remember the name of the actor but yeah Howard Atfield I wonder how the series would have panned out with him in that, I yeah. mean obviously Wilf I'm, would have been in as the newspaper seller in Boys of the yeah. Dam because no, that, that, that was unrelated yeah. and that was been a nice little bit of uh, retcon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he but, wasn't um, in it much, in Runaway Bride much, was he? He was well, her father. The, the, the was father. Oh, father. Yeah. I mean, he was there, much. but the mother's such a dominant. The, 
yeah. Yeah. character that he yeah. he was there. But I mean, he filmed yeah, parts the, the, of, the, the, of of Partners in Crime. Yeah, yeah, because it was in the uh, confidential. We saw him in the read through, and yeah, he, he looked terrible. Really and poorly. indeed, there was a, an in memory yeah. of credit on the yeah. end of the yeah. episode. So would he have been? Obviously, you've got the abrasive mother. Would he have been the same character as Will? I think the, roughly the father she could run to and have a hug whenever th- mother yeah. was um, being her usual idiotic self. I think the template for Wilf and the father was the same mm-hmm. because it's a case of in partners in crime when the mother is phoning Donna to find out where the car is and Wilf's in the background packing his bits and pieces to go up the hill Yeah, and he turns yeah. around it, you up the hill, get out which you know, is she could have been talking to her husband that, yeah, 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 yeah. The, 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 the lines were virtually the same I think yeah. I suspect so yeah. maybe the later episodes were then influenced by the casting yeah. and yeah. the fact that Wilf had the they, he had his parachute badge the, the on didn't not he not yeah. unit badge yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. yes the mother I know the mother was an awful awful character she was a vile woman yes but Donna wouldn't been half the person she is without her mother's influence or lack of influence mm. Right. As, as the doctor said, she's so desperate for attention yeah. and for something to happen that she's just screaming at the world. Mm. If her mother, I mean, Jackie Tyler was a bit of a cow, but at least she cared. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the final scene when he's sitting there explaining in the room for one moment, your daughter was the most important thing in the whole wide universe. She still is. She's my daughter. Well, tell her that. Yeah. I've got to mm. say, I did expect the doctor to get his usual slap off the companion's <laughs> mother there. She's the only one who hasn't. Yeah. Mm. And, well, and yeah. to be honest, she's. He's probably the one who you well, know, he would hit back. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> well, maybe not. It flips it on the head. They're, all the mothers have slapped Don, uh, slapped the doctor. You're the only one that feels that you want to slap the mother. Yeah. I've got to say, her acting in in Turn Left. Oh yes, was much. just stunning, especially oh. that towards the end that that yeah. scene where she's just defeated, giving yeah. up. Yeah, and, and she... the, the close up stays on her. And, and her, her eyes. And in, in turn left, when everything's hit the fan, is another example of how bad a woman, or how bad a mother she was. The world's going to end, and Donna just wants her to tell her she's proud of her. Mm-hmm. And she won't even do it then. You know, no. She's a terrible woman. Terrible woman. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she was dead by that point in herself. Emotionally, wasn't she? Yeah, she, yeah. Was she was dead inside. Yeah. She'd given yeah. up. Maybe not surprising. What about Mickey? <laughs> Only one episode return. What was yeah. all that about? Is he there purely to get him to talk to That's you? all I, I he think was so. there. Well, the whole of the last couple of episodes was filled with characters who really didn't need to be there, but were because they'd been in the series. But yeah. it's the gang show. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. if you're going to have the big send-off, then... Yeah. You might as well have everyone then, there. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why K-9 popped out of the... Yeah, hit, hit all yeah. the bases. Yeah. But since yeah. when did K-9 had a little teleport system in built? He must have, because he beamed in. Since the Sarah Jane adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah Jane adventures. I'm, I'm not sure how he came out. There was a last-minute entrance by K-9 to save the day at the well, end of the Sarah was, Jane Adventures. It was the, yeah, it's the, the standard teleport effect. I mean, they have standards whenever a teleport is used. It's the, this blue shimmering light. Yeah. The, you know, oh, okay. it's always the same teleport effect. Yeah. What about mm. characters that could have been like um, Ross the soldier? That's where Unit's personality was, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ross. <laughs> Kill, kill, yeah. Poor, poor Ross. Off. It would be fascinating to take a, a Unit soldier as a companion. Yeah, someone who's him, trained to kill. Like Jenny, for example. Oh, yeah, we haven't really yeah, spoken about Jenny. Jenny. Kill with 
Layla in her alone. <laughs> do we the think? Backfit. Do we think Jenny who? Well, I presume that's Jenny her sign. Will oh, yeah. be back? I think so. She, yeah. I think it's gone on record that uh, the vast Toffee MN asked for her to survive. I, I actually, I, I read that he just suggested maybe that was another way to end it. Obviously, there's plenty of potential because she had no personality to speak of in the story because she was newly. I did. Yeah. I think she did have personality, but it was perky. You know, the money can't get enough of the money. Yeah, everything about her was perky. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah, yeah. cheerleader personality. Yes, yes, yes. Thanks so, for saving me there. Yeah, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> okay. So, but oh, she could. I suppose she could pop up in the Sarah Jane. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I suppose she could appear in the Sarah Jane adventures if necessary. To be honest, I don't think you wouldn't be messing with Luke and Chloe's hormones at that delicate age. All right, let's make it... Oh, no, not Torchwood either. Oh, God. God. Torchwood, yeah. (laughs) Poor girl. She's probably killed Jack, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The only person who can. Obviously, they've left that one open. It's very open-ended. Well, the the rumours, if you believe it, are that she's getting... Another spin-off. At one time, they were thinking about a Rose Tyler spin-off. And she'd be basically the same role as Rose Tyler, Saving the world, but the Rose one would be more popular because it was Rose. Well, they, they, they're true. More, more or less doing the Rose one as Torchwood because she'd have been working for Torchwood in the alternate Earth before well, I come out. Hopefully, adding fun. Discuss this with me before I come <laughs> out tonight. I was yeah. looking on the net, and there is a blog called A Book of Ordinary Things, where somebody has written down as a diary. The Adventures of Doctor B in the Alternate Earth. Okay. The Hand Doctor. No, yes. Doctor B. The Hand I'm, Doctor. I'm sorry, he looks like he's dressed from Primark. He's the Primark Doctor to me. And all credit to whoever on Digital Spy suggested that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I, hopefully I'll find it again mm. and the chief scientist will put up a yeah. link. Journal, maybe? Yeah. Journal. Yeah, journal of, of possible. possible. Jackie Tyler. Oh. Jackie Tyler. I believe, I honestly believe she was there so she could say, where the hell's my daughter? And at the end, the gag about we called him the baby doctor. Doctor, No, we didn't. We called him Tony. Sorry, Tony Tyler. No offence to any Tonys out there, but Tony Tyler. (laughs) It sounds like someone who should be advertising Frosties. (laughs) Tony Tony Tiger. It's it's nice to see that wealth and the parallel universe haven't changed her at all. Oh, yeah. Although in some ways, it would have been nice to see her sort of dressed up in riding jodhpurs and sort of out on the hunt and, you know, she's got outfitted herself to go. With the same voice, though. Oh, yeah, you couldn't change that voice. On the hunt for Sidemen, presumably. We didn't actually hear what happened. Well, that's the trailer at the end of the season. But that's back in the past. Although it's same Sidemen. Yeah. Yeah, it's Cybus. They could have slipped through yeah, when the dimensions... Yeah, and the void was dead. Mm, mm. Don't know. We'll see. So that's obviously another link for more Daleks as well. <laughs> Can I put a word in for the yep. wonderful Mr Halpen, who will live out his live out his life as an ood? Oh, oh right. Yeah. Yes. yes. What's his name? What a, Tim McInerney. What yep. a fantastic performance. Oh, I wasn't that a brilliant effect? It was brilliant <laughs> and disgusting. Oh, that was pretty sick. Oh, it was. Yeah, the, they got quite a few off. complaints about that. I imagine they, they would. They yeah, should. probably so from the should. parents of the kids who were That's going, ah, oh, yeah. brilliant. It's quite a bit like Doctor Constantine. Yeah. that sort of oh, thing, the isn't it? Mask. Doctor Who should have complaints. It's not doing its job unless someone is complaining. Yeah. About yeah. It. Oh yeah, definitely. What about Jack then? Ah, uh, we just love Jack. We love Jack. Uh, Jack, just... Jack is Jack. Yeah. Whenever I see mm. Jack, I think of that episode of The Simpsons where Homer's sitting there in '64. Slices of American Ripping cheese. cheese. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Jack is Mr. Saturday Night BBC. Uh, yeah. Or John Barrowman is rather. Yeah. Jack. I mean, Jack's great, and Jack's always good value. But it did he really need to be there? I don't well, know. Well, no, of them no. didn't, as we said. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, 
that was the point, wasn't it? It was wrapping up the whole four Everything. years. Yeah. Everybody's here to say goodbye, have their storylines tied up as best as possible. Yeah. When he was holding Martha's hand at the end, walking away, was he flipping off that engagement ring so he could take her back to talk to her and do whatever he needed to? <laughs> I don't think he'd mind about the ring. He'd no, the, the boyfriend would have it. probably invited him. Mm. Yeah, because the boyfriend's probably dead anyway now. Unit. Yeah. They're, They're all dead. Yeah. Wasn't he in Zaire feeding orphans or something? Yeah. Oh, well, the Daleks would have probably laid the, waste the on the desert yeah. first. You know? Yeah, probably. Uh, Sarah Jane. I think we should hopefully have seen the last of Sarah Jane. Oh, well, apart from her own series, of course. Well, yeah, Not yeah. Hopefully. But no, no, it, it's the old bringing people back for the sake of bringing them back yeah. syndrome. I, I, I would be quite happy to see her in Who again. If the story warranted it. Well, that's the thing. That story mm. didn't warrant half of them being oh, that, there. That, so. that story didn't warrant any of them being there. Mm. If you examine it too closely, the whole thing just falls apart. I, I don't think there's any need for her to return Doctor Who because she's got her own series. Yeah. She can save the world on her own now. It's quite easily. <laughs> exactly. She's essentially the Doctor in everything but name. It might be nice to have the Doctor appear in Sarah Jane Adventures briefly. Well, just, okay. you know, it's one episode for a bit when things really go badly. To have him turn up and help, but not for her to come back. If having other characters from the past back maybe well, the Doctor would I think they're having the Brigadier the Brigadier is appearing in Yes. yes, I've heard. I've, I've seen a, yeah, a snapshot. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I was really surprised and I was decrying it as utter nonsense on a forum. Just thinking, I don't see why they'd bring him back into the spin-off show for the audience of mainly kids who don't know who he is. Mm. I can mm. understand bringing him back into the main show and then moving on, but but obviously I'm wrong. I'm sure they know what they're doing. He'll be <laughs> well, fantastic. He's probably more associated with Sarah Jane than he is, the, obviously, the current Doctor anyway. So there's an obvious connection between them. In fact, aren't there pictures of him around the place? Around the attic, there's yeah. at least one photo. Surely to get back in with the Doctor, all he has to say is, splendid chaps, all of you, righto, where's the monster? And, <laughs> yeah. and, you know what I mean? They, they should bring him back mm. for Tennant before he goes. Well, he's been in Peru, according to the line in the Sontaran episode. Doing yeah. what? Yeah. I don't know. Alien Planet. Yes. A lot yeah. more. We had Oud Sphere. Nicely realised. And, and a lovely Centerites reference for, yeah. for those who know yeah. like that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. We had Messaline for the Doctor's Daughter. We had the Library, which was a planet. Library planet was, uh, With was its very own effective. Moon. Yeah, it was very effective. Mm-hmm. I like the Library planet. Not we, so much Messaline. Messaline could have been anywhere. Could have been a rip-off of Underworld, even. Yeah. yeah. We had Midnight. I, we didn't technically see much of it, but it was an alien planet. Yeah. Yep. We yeah. had Shang Chan Chen, the Chino planet. Firefly. Yeah. Firefly yeah. reference. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Firefly. And then we had, or did we? What was the Shadow Proclamation? Was that now? Was that a space station, an asteroid, a ship? No, I think I, I think it was the actual set was um, the far view was an asteroid, a, a converted satellite stroke asteroid. The inside was the local. It's a Millennium Center, I'm sure it was. Ah, <laughs> it's the same one they had in uh, Smith and Jones. You know, when he went to the hospital. No, not Smith and which one was that? New Earth. Yeah, New it's Earth. even yeah. further back than that. New Earth. Yeah. It's exactly the same sort of set. Actually, I thought it was the local Ford showroom foyer myself yeah. I don't go into that I didn't see a shop so I'm not sure on that well maybe not <laughs> but but that was good more alien planets yeah. people keep asking for more alien planets we got more alien I mean there have been like one or two previously the, the, yeah the, the alien planets on the whole were more effective there's a couple of two missed Two misses, but two beautiful mm. planets. But still very Earth, very human-based. Yeah. Yeah. Not the like problem. the old Doctor Who, where yeah. he'd go to a planet and it's full of aliens. OK, there may be barely aliens, but yeah. they were but aliens. They were. But yeah. that, that is the directive of uh, RTD. He wants it based in human recognisable. Whether that's yeah. going to change with Moffat is another matter. I kind of think 
Russell T's right on that one, actually. In, in general, when you look at the amount of sort of bum-headed aliens that have appeared on Star that's, Trek over the that's years... That's the only yeah. problem. Can you make these aliens look, look effective, or are people just going to be laughing into their spaghetti hoops? The hmm. most effective alien of the last season, I thought, was the Hath, but... That's effective. Then, yeah, effective-looking mm. and effective, but... Look at the general reaction they've had to them. I didn't think it looked very good at all, yeah, personally. Yeah. Well, I, I would have said the least effective alien creature thing had to be that time beetle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Although I am wondering if backpacks for children will be available <laughs> at Christmas. Of course they will. Talk uh, character <laughs> options. Still no sign of the Rani, I see. No. Why are people convinced no. that the Rani is coming back? I have no idea. I mean, I know in the podcast, Russell T. Davis said, ooh, the hand of the Rani. Why would anyone bring back a character that was so stunningly unsuccessful in her last outing? And I'm not including Dimensions in Time. I suppose <laughs> it would depend who played her. I personally enjoyed the Rani. The Rani was a good idea. I admit Pip and Jane Baker in no way could write for her and they didn't understand the character. And the most effective points of the Rani was uh, brought to the character by Kate O'Mara. Mm-hmm. Now, whether another actress can do her justice, that's the question. Because the, the Rani as a character wasn't really there. I think Kate O'Mara filled her out and gave her purpose and personality and direction. I think Stephanie Beecham would make a good Rani. Mm. Would, would it not need to be a, a younger Rani to, you know, like they, they, they age down the master? Would they do that to the Probably. Rani as well? I don't know how well, it depends how young they went, how well that would work with an actress before you stop taking her seriously. Because if she looks too Buffy-like... You know, no one's going to surrender to her for any reason whatsoever, unless they're in a dodgy 1917s porn flick. Mm. So she has well, to be a more she has to be a more <laughs> mature woman to carry that that threat, and that's what Kate O'Mara had. I've got to say that the is it the Rani has got to be the most reoccurring thing on the forums, other than when's Paul McGann coming back. I mean, I definitely <laughs> saw Miss Foster is the Rani, River Song is the Rani, yeah. Jenny will be the oh. Rani, Donna is the Rani, Donna is Romana, Donna is Romana. Yeah, yeah I saw that. How Donna's chunky mood ring is the master's ring. Well, I must admit, I did see that with the red fingernails and thought, ooh. The really? doctor's daughter would somehow connect to Susan. Right. No. Well, you can we, kind of see where they're going with that. But we, yeah. we covered Harriet James' The Red Dalek. The most bizarre thing I saw was an extensive thread pointing out that due to his doctorish-like costume, as seen on Confidential when talking oh. about the Daleks, Sylvester McCoy would be part two of the threefold man. And obviously, because Peter Davison was in a clip there, he'd be the other one. Okay. <laughs> Quite glad it didn't pan out like that. I'd love yeah, to see too. them back in the right story, in the right place. But not then. Maybe we should mm. save that for the children in need specials. Eh? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think so. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. It was a good season overall, but I hanker for the spectaculars of the last season. I'd even put up with another uh, Fires of Pompeii if we could have a couple more blinks. Certainly, I don't think Moffat was quite on form. But having said that, some of the real clunkers last time, like Muppets in Manhattan, she actually did a lot better job this time. So, you know, you can't really complain. The more even season. It is more even. I think I'd agree. Definitely, definitely more even. To be perfectly honest, it hasn't hasn't really for me been a bad episode of Doctor Who since it came back. Really good. High point for me was probably dare I say the fires of Pompeii and <laughs> Planet the but I've got to say Graham Harper why don't they just let him direct the whole thing probably because it would kill him direct the, he, uh, he's just fantastic he brings so much to everything he does he gets it he, he just, it just understand it he doesn't like Graham Harper <laughs> I think Graham Harper's rather good. <laughs> I think he has improved with age, certainly. Okay, so that's Doc 2, Season 4, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so when's Season 5? Well, it starts at Christmas, presumably. Well, now it's well, just no, specials, no, isn't that's it? That's the gap year. That's one at Christmas, one at Easter, and two yet two to be. Two in the autumn. Well, I'd one assume at... another one for Christmas 
2009. And one in the autumn. So one mm. August bank holiday. August bank holiday. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's got to be Halloween, isn't it? <laughs> Stephen Moffat horror at Halloween. <laughs> Is he doing one? I don't know. Oh, it'd I be nice. Know. Julie Gardner said two are written by Russell T and the other two will be co-written. So I don't know if you're looking at a joint script or whether someone else entirely is going to come in and write yeah. one or a joint script with uh, Moffitt and Russell T passing over the baton as it were I can't quite see Moffitt wanting to do a joint script That's about it, I suppose. Out yeah. of time, as ever. Uh, next time, we were looking at Bone Kickers, which is a BBC programme. They're calling a cross between, what, Indiana Jones... Time Team and time Waking team, the Dead, waking, with a yeah. bit of Most Haunted chucked in. And The Da Vinci Code. Hero Season 2, mm-hmm. when Crumbly is back. We will discuss that further. And Dr Horrible, Dr Horrible's blog. Sing Along blog. Sing Along blog. <laughs> Indeed. So we will have seen that by then. It will have gone, unfortunately. But no doubt, return on DVD. So until next time, goodbye. Farewell. Cheers. And this is Keith, last survivor of the Nonstromo, signing off. You really are a toss pot. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 25, featuring Adam J. Purcell, fake Keith, the real Keith Dunn, with special guest presenter Ian McArdle. The views expressed here and those of the speaker don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this podcast is a fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. What's this letter, and who's Bad Horse? I do have a theory while I remember. Yeah. Watching Stolen Earth very carefully. Right. Very carefully indeed. Really when stolen. the Daleks blow up her house and come into her house, you get a close-up. When they shout to exterminate, you get a close-up of the Dalek gun and it moves. It moves to blow up the computer. Yeah. So the computer's gone, but they've taken her and she'll be back next series. <laughs> yeah. heard it here she first, will be folks. in the Red Dalek because <laughs> they've taken her. I don't know, 2010, you'll be going, how did you know? <laughs> you think Daryl's stashed her in the escape pod? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, he's a bloke. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a long journey. But she's going to be the mother of all Daleks. Nah, <laughs> see? He's got no skin left on his chest and she's got plenty, so, you know.